Hello, thank you so much for tuning in today. You're listening to Westside Ministries San Diego with me, Ginger Cancino. Thank you so much for taking your time to listen to this teaching. I want to start off today with the question, what is God's will for everyone on the earth? What is his will for everyone on the earth? Because if We're not doing his will. We will not get into heaven. Matthew 7, starting with verse 19. Every tree that does not bear fruit, good fruit, is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus by their fruit you will recognize them. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. What is the Father's will? Now, the word Lord, here is the subject, is the same as in the previous verses. False prophets, they may use the word Lord when referring to Jesus, but they will not do what he says. Verse 21 uh, does not mean that salvation can be gained by good works. God's will is that men should repent Put their trust in the Lord Jesus, submit to him, and do what he says. False prophets do not do this. That which rules their life is not the will of God, but their own wills. They may speak much about the kingdom of God, but they are not in it. Many false prophets are deceived. They may think they are teaching the truth, but usually they do not know the truth and are not trying to find the truth. They think the, they think the fact that they are prophesying and doing miracles is proof that they are in the kingdom of God. They will learn the true state of things on that day, the day of God's judgment. Let us learn now that the ability to preach sermons is no sign of holiness. Being able to do miracles is no evidence of salvation. It is possible for those who are not true servants of God to prophesy, to give God's message to men, to perform miracles. Yes, it is possible. Judas Iscariot was a thief and like a demon and was no child of God, but he received power and authority from Christ like the other apostles. Balaam prophesied and proclaimed beautiful truth, but was an evil man. Here in Matthew 7, observed in verse 23, that Christ will not, will not deny what these false prophets will say, He knows very well that it is possible to be without salvation and still be able to call him Lord and do miracles in his name. Jesus will not say to them, I once knew you, but I don't know you now. His words are, I never knew you. In other words, these false prophets were never his sheep, never belonged to him, were never God's children. Christ will call them evil doers. The Greek words here mean those whose deeds are lawless, those who do not follow righteousness, righteous principles of behavior, those who transgress the ways of God. Even any good deeds they might do are done with the wrong motive. Selfishness is at the heart of all their actions. And since selfishness is evil, then what they do is evil. 
Such people have not learned a very basic lesson of the Bible. What they do is not as important as what they are. Character is more important than outward activity. If we are right on the inside, then our out, outer actions will also be right. But our outer actions may seem to be right to men when actually they are not right inside. Those who do their works only for themselves, like the Pharisees did when they would fast, the Bible says that they would dishevel themselves and, and make themselves look pitiful so that people would look upon them as though they were holy because they were fasting. And that was for them to get glory and honor because they were fasting. But that was the wrong motive and the wrong thing to do. Those who do their works only for themselves will find in the end that all they will have is themselves, not Christ, not God, not salvation. A terrible end for such people is indicated by the words, depart from me. Those are words that I pray that I never hear. What are the fruits? Again, Verse 20 says, thus by their fruit, you will recognize them. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, meekness, self-control are the nine fruits of the Spirit. Galatians 5, 22 through 23. So when we see true fruit bearing, we know that they're true children of God. They're not fake fence riders. They're not hee-hawing on Sunday morning and then going and living their life Monday through Saturday and coming back the next Sunday and hee-hawing as if they are Christians when they are not. If they are judging people, people judging them because they have tattoos or they don't look like they think they should look and say, oh, well, you're not a child of God because you have tattoos or you are, you're doing this or you're doing that or your hair's really short if you're a woman or, or your hair's really long if you're a man or something like that. Those are judgmental things that are not of God. God does not expect us to be judgmental. He is, he expects us to open our arms and welcome people into the church. If a homeless person comes into our church, we are to welcome him in just like we would a rich man. I don't care if he smells of booze and he's got dirt three days thick on him. It does not matter. He is still someone who is made in the image of Christ and we are to show him love or her whichever love and we are to welcome them into the house of God if we cannot do that we are Pharisees and God will shut the doors on our church and so be it he should because this is giving such a bad reputation for Christians true Christians True fruit-bearing Christians have to still be criticized because of Pharisee, fake fence-riding Christians. If you're not going to be a Christian all week, do not put a sticker on your car that says, Jesus saves. Because if you're in traffic and you've got that sticker on your car, but you're flipping people off and you're cussing people because you don't like traffic, that is not fruit-bearing. 
That is telling people that Christians are nothing different than the world. And that is a bald-faced lie because the Bible says we are to set ourselves apart, renew our mind daily with the word of God, and we are to do as Christ did. We are to carry his character. And if we are not going to do that, do not put stickers on our cars that that points us out as Christian if we're not going to carry that character. Because all we're doing is turning people away from Christ not toward. Bear that fruit. Get a relationship. Pray. Read the word. Do the best that we can with the strength of Christ to carry his character to those who are in darkness. There are so many people suffering and in darkness today, and we need to be the light on the hill. We need to be salt to this world. We need to set, they need to want to savor Christ. We need to preserve the character of Christ and take it out there for everyone to see. God's will is for everyone to accept his son, Jesus Christ, and to live that life through a relationship. John 6 verse 40 says, For my Father's will is that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in Him shall have eternal life, and I will raise Him up at the last day. That is God's will for everyone on this earth, is to believe on His Son. And we shall have eternal life and we will be raised up on the last day. That is God's will for everyone on the face of this earth. Everyone who's ever been here, everyone who's here now, and everyone who will be in the future. Which I'm looking for the rapture. I'm getting that, getting my rapture jump ready. Listening for the trumpet. I'm, I'm just... I understand that there's other things that need to be done, but oh my goodness, I'm just looking up. But we need to understand that everyone, everyone is made in the image of God. Not, not everyone is his children. Because we have to receive Christ to be his child, but everyone is made in his image. And we need discernment, discernment, wisdom, understanding, revelation, counsel, might. We need these things in these last days because deception is ruling this world. You can't believe half of the stuff that you read and you can't believe half of the stuff that you see on the news. It is, it's completely unreal. If we ask God for discernment, he will give that to us. And I praise him for it because I don't want to be deceived at all. I don't want to be deceived by anyone for any reason. I don't care if it's just someone that's passing me on the street saying good morning or if it's family members or church family members. I don't want to be deceived by anyone at all. So we need discernment in these last days. So we understand that verse 21 of Matthew 7 is saying 
Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. The will of the Father is to receive his Son, Jesus Christ, John 6.40 says. That is what God's will is for our lives. Again, we do have individual wills that God wants us to do in our lives. And that is for our personal prayer time. That is, you know, fasting and reading the word and praying and asking God to to lead you and guide you into what his destiny is for your personal life. But this is the will of the Father for all mankind. All mankind. Romans 3 verses 21 through 31 says, But now the righteousness of God apart from law is revealed. Being testified by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God, which is through faith in Jesus Christ to all on all and on all those who believe. For there is no difference for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God and are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Him, God, has sent forth to be propitiation. And that word propitiation means a sacrifice that turns away God's anger by taking away sin. Sin is what brings God's anger. When sin is taken away by the sacrifice of Christ, God's anger is propitiated, turned away, And he can justly forgive any sinner who turns to him in faith. So that's what propitiation means. So I'm going back to verse 25. Him God has sent forth to be propitiation through faith in his blood to to demonstrate his righteousness. Because in his forbearance God passed over the sins done in the past. To demonstrate, I say, at this time, his righteousness, so that he might be just, and the justifier, 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 (laughs) I don't know if I'm saying that right, justifier of him who believes in Jesus. Where is boasting then? That's first, starting with verse 27. Verse 27, where is boasting then? So if people could achieve salvation by works, heaven would be filled with boasters singing their own praises. But as it is, they who are there will praise God alone. So verse 27 again, where is boasting then? That's why it's not on works. It is a free gift from God. So I'm going to continue with the word. Where is boasting then? It is excluded. By what law? Of works? No, by the law of faith. Therefore, we conclude that a man is justified by faith apart from the deeds of the law. Is he the God of the Jews only? Is he not also the God of the Gentiles? Yes, of the Gentiles also. What that is saying is there is only one true God. So the Jews should not expect that he will save them in one way and the Gentiles in some other way. God has only one way of saving anyone. And that way is through faith in Jesus Christ. 
I'm going back to the word now. Uh, this is verse 30. Since it is one God who will justify the circumcised by faith and the uncircumcised through faith, do we then through faith put an end to the law? Absolutely not. Rather, we uphold the law. Compare Matthew five seventeen and 18. To say that keeping the law cannot save anyone from their sins is not to do away with the law. We got to understand that. We're not doing away with the law. It is to put the law in its rightful place as that which reveals sin and condemns it. And the word absolutely not the King James Version has God forbid. But here in the Greek, there is no word for either God or forbid, but simply a strong negative, which means literally, may it not be. So God is not putting the law to the side and saying, okay, now that Christ came, we're going to put the law to the side. Christ came to save our souls, but the law, the Ten Commandments, the other sins that are mentioned in the Bible, things of that nature are still in effect. So the will of God for all of mankind is to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, as his son who died on the cross for us. So that we could live. We could live an abundant life now through love and peace and fellowship, through companionship with our brothers and sisters in Christ and live eternally when our time is done here in heaven with Christ. God did not have Christ suffer for nothing. Christ came to this earth because of sin that had entered this earth by way of Adam and Eve. If everyone on this earth was going to heaven, then why would Christ have come to this earth and die on the cross for our sins? He is the only man that has ever been born of a virgin no earthly father, but the heavenly father. He is the only man that died on the cross for a reason. He didn't have to. He could have took himself down off of that cross. He is God. He could have called in angels and they could have whooped all the rumps of the Romans and the Jews and everything. And when Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane, he was praying so much that blood was coming out as perspiration. That is so stressful. And that is a thing. It can happen if someone is ex under extreme duress, extreme stress, they can perspirate blood. And Jesus told God, if this cup can pass from me, then let it be. If there's another way that this can be done without going to the cross, then let it be. But at the end, he said, but not my will, 
but thy will be done. God may ask you to do hard things sometimes. God may ask you to tell somebody something. God may give you a dream to tell somebody something. God has done that several times to me. And when he's told me to tell somebody something, it's it's come to pass. I have several people that, you know, anybody can ask and they'll be like, yes. It came to pass because God gave that to me to give to them and I obeyed. But it was hard because nobody wants to mess up. Nobody wants to to get people to look at them. I'm not out here wanting people to look at me. That's that's not my intentions. I give all praise, honor, and glory to God. And I love God and I thank Him and praise Him. But sometimes He will ask us to do hard things. And sometimes people will accept it. And sometimes people will reject it. And sometimes people will tell you that you're not even of God. But you know that's okay because God knows who you are. God said you'll be mocked. God said you'll be persecuted. If you go up and tell someone that God told you to tell them this and they start laughing at you and start persecuting you by mocking you and calling you names and making fun of you, just walk away because you have obeyed. God told you to do something. You have obeyed. God told the dis- or Jesus told the disciples that if you go in somewhere and they will not accept what you're saying about the gospel of Jesus Christ. Jesus said, if you go in there and they don't accept what you're saying, dust or, or shake the dust from your sandals and keep going. We do not allow people to bring us down. We do not allow people to, to get into our feelings so much that we get to where we can't do anything for God. We're just laying on the bed crying all you know, weeks or months or whatever, because somebody hurt our feelings. No, 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 no. We are to pick ourselves up and know that what we're doing is for Christ and keep moving forward because God is working in these last days. He is bringing out who is truly his and who is not. There is a fine line being drawn And you will see if you will ask God to give you spiritual eyes to see and spiritual ears to hear. He will give those to you. And you will see who the fakers are and who the true children of God are. You will see it. And it is so amazing and so wonderful when our Heavenly Father loves us that much that he does not want us to be deceived by non-Christians and fake fence riding people that call themselves Christians. He don't want us to be deceived in any way, shape, or form. There are preachers out there that are preaching the word, but they are not gods. They have no relationship. There are preachers out there that are preaching nothing of the word. And you can really tell them. I mean, if they're preaching anything contrary to the Word of God in the in the church, you can pick those out if you know the Word of God and say, okay, you are a fake fence-riding false teacher, and I'm not going to listen to you. The other ones are very subtle, 
because Satan comes as an angel of light and he is a wolf in sheep's clothing. So they are a little bit harder to pinpoint when they go to church and they know the Bible. Satan knows the Bible. Satan knows the word better than most of us Christians do. Because he knows what's going to happen in the end. And he's trying to fight it every step of the way. But he could be a wolf in sheep's clothing sitting beside you on the pew. And you don't know it without discernment. Without God opening your spiritual eyes and ears. God's will for everyone on this earth is to accept his son Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. But there's many that will not do that. And there's many that say they are that are not doing that. And that just burns my britches. I, there is, it just really angers me when people say that they're Christians, but they're judging and they're mocking and they're making fun of and they're acting all kinds of stupid. You know, my mama used to tell me, my mom and dad used to tell me, act like you got some sense. When I was a kid and I was growing up, boy, I heard that phrase, I don't know how many times, act like you got some sense. And then I passed it on to my kids, act like you got some sense. That's what you want to tell some of these fake fence writing false Christians, act like you got some sense because you're not serving God. But God wants everyone to accept his son, Jesus Christ. And he is a good and loving and wonderful, amazing God. And when we have a relationship with Jesus Christ, we're going to want to serve God with our whole hearts. We're going to want to get deeper into the word. And we're going to want to pray more and learn who Christ is. And learn what God would have us to do. What his individual will is for our lives. There's a hunger and a thirst that comes up within us that is not quenchable by worldly things. It is all about God. All about God. And I love so much when someone accepts Christ as their Lord and Savior because they are starting a journey that they have no idea where it's going to take them. But God is always going to do right by us. Now we're going to get into seasons where we don't feel like reading and we don't feel like praying and we feel like God has abandoned us and we're in a desert and wondering if we're ever going to come out of it alive. But that's when we just got to hold on tighter. And we got to know that there's a reason for everything that happens in our lives because we are God's children. There's no coincidences in our lives. It is God's will for what goes on, but there's a reason for it. It may hurt. We may want to shout out to God and ask why, why is this going on? And, and it hurts, but just know that God has got you and he's got plans for you and they're going to break forth one day. Don't stop serving him and don't stop. Don't give up. Push forward and know that he's got you in the palm of his hands. If you have never received Christ, this is God's will for your life to receive Christ. It is his perfect will for 
everyone on this earth to receive Jesus Christ. And if you haven't done that, all you have to do is just pray with me. Just say, Dear Lord Jesus, I am a sinner in need of a Savior. Forgive me of my sins. Come into my heart. Cleanse me of all my unrighteousness. Be my Lord and Savior. I believe you're the Son of God and that you died on the cross and rose three days later and is alive in heaven today. Guide me in the direction you would have me to go and help me to serve you. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, look me up on Westside Ministries San Diego Facebook page. Message me. I'm going to send you some materials to help you in this walk with Christ. We are not to walk alone. Find mentors. Find a good Bible-based church. We need each other. We're not to be fighting against each other. We need each other. I just hope and pray that this message has touched your heart. And that you move forward with Christ. As we're in the last days, it won't be long. The Lion of Judah is going to roar. And that trumpet is going to sound. Thank you so much for listening. And God bless.